0: So, is how is Alberta politics becoming a blood sport? That's the new term being thrown around after the latest scandal within Alberta politics. So, here's the scandal. Former Alberta Justice Minister Jonathan Dennis, apparently, according to unconfirmed emails, hired a political fixer to track down the phone logs of a reporter. So he wanted to track her phone logs because she was working on a story that his wedding may have broken COVID-19 protocols. So a political science professor at McEwen University, Chaldean's Mensa says politics in Alberta has become a blood sport and the players will resort to any unsavory practices to sideline their political opponents. So is that true? Just how how rough is Alberta politics right now? We're going to get into it with my next guest who knows Alberta politics politics inside and out he's a professor of political science at the department of economics justice and policy studies at mount royal university no stranger to the show dwayne brat is joining me this morning good morning dwayne
1: good morning chelsea
0: so dwayne uh, i mean big accusation big big word to throw around saying that alberta is a blood sport i guess let's just start let's just start with this scandal when it comes to jonathan dennis he hired a political fixer to track down these phone logs. Is this normal practice?
1: No, it's not. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, it's not. Um, And uh, this isn't just unethical. If I was Jonathan Dennis, I'd also worried about um, an investigation by the Law Society uh, as a violation of the Code of Conduct, um, so he could lose his legal license. This could also be criminal activity. Um, So there could be a police investigation, That's how unusual this is, and this isn't just the word of David Wallace, who is a pretty unsavory character, not necessarily the best source, except he's got emails and he's got uh, bank statements showing the money going back and forth between Dennis. So he he brought the receipts with him, which is why this this story uh, matters. I will also say this isn't an isolated incident with Jonathan Dennis. Just yesterday, he was uh, held in contempt of court by a judge in Edmonton over a letter that was designed to intimidate a witness during a trial. During yeah, I'm, a glad, trial. I'm
0: glad that you mentioned this because, yeah, I was going to say the story then and d- goes, the one. goes on. We
1: also, yeah, um, So we're starting to see a pattern of behavior. He is involved. In the Kamikaze case from 2017, he is Jeff Calloway, who is the Kamikaze candidate's lawyer. Okay. So we're seeing a lot of these things. And Dennis isn't just a lawyer. He was justice minister, and not just justice minister for a short period of time, but justice minister for four years under multiple premiers. Um, currently, we seem to have a revolving door at justice. Uh, Jason Kenney has gone through four in less than... For years, But Dennis served under Redford, and then he served under Hancock, then he served under Prentice. And even though he has left partisan politics since 2015, he is deeply involved in the Kennedy government and, and the UCP. He is the go-to lawyer for conservatives when they get into trouble.
0: So this then calls into question the legitimacy of many decisions that have been made uh, over the last several years with this government then. Anything that he's been involved in could potentially be tainted based on these these two incidents that we know about.
1: Yeah, and, and there could very well be incidents in, in the past that we're unaware of. Right. Right. And so think about the, the, the days of one-party government in this province, which was 44 years. Did this sort of backroom intimidation, blackmail uh, occur, and it just didn't come into the public open. The reason that the Wallace story, the political fixer, is so significant is it's not just his word against Dennis and his word against Alan Holman, who's also one of them backroom boys that just seems to never go away in conservative politics. It's he's got all the documents with him that shows the flow of money. Um, And think about the effort to see who was leaking information to a reporter. And in one of the emails, Dennis said, I'm not trying to interfere in your private life, but you interfered in my private life by writing a story about my wedding, right? Is that the motivation? So the story was whether Jonathan Dennis was violating COVID regulations at his wedding, and he wanted to know who was leaking that information. A wedding, by the way, whose best man... Was Mike Ellis, who's currently a cabinet minister in the McKinneg government.
0: Hmm. So there's lots of different layers of this. I mean, there's the unsaver behavior in Alberta politics. There's then there's you know this other question of if you're a political figure, is your personal life off limits? I would argue that it's not, especially when you're violating a, a rule that's in place by by the health minister by your government. So what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, his argument. So
1: I commented on this story when it first broke, which was. February of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I said, this isn't a really big story because they were talking about you're only allowed 10 people at a wedding. They might have had 12 (laughs) instead of 10. And it's like, yeah, but it was in the context of coming right after Aloha Gate and and some of these Mm -hmm. other things that were going on. But still, to hire um, a, a political fixer to spend money jeopardizing your law degree, perhaps jeopardizing the law itself, to go after the phone records of a reporter involved in this, um, that seems like a real overkill. One of those situations where the cover-up is substantially worse than any alleged crime.
0: Right. Now, okay, but to play devil's advocate, Dwayne, then why, why if, if political <laughs> fixers can't be used, then why? What's the point of them? Well, no,
1: it's, it's, not, it's not that political fixers can't be used. But he went after the cell phone records uh, of a reporter. Would you want someone going after your cell phone <laughs> records?
0: I mean, right? I mean, clearly the answer to that is no.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's not just that he hired uh, an unlicensed, essentially private investigator. It's the steps that he went to to acquire this information.
0: So, and is
1: this to silence journalism, right? Uh, is, is that part of it? Is it designed to punish anyone who writes a negative story? Hmm. Is it to identify a leaker and punish them? Hmm. Because bear in mind, the other scandal <laughs> involves wrongful dismissal. We've also got another wrongful dismissal lawsuit coming towards the Kennedy government that already led to the resignation of Devin Grieschen, uh, with accusations of sexual harassment and heavy drinking in the legislature. So we're starting to see the lid being lifted off of the most worst aspects of political life.
0: Now, Duane, is it because of the, the climate that we live in now, where information is being shared in uh, a much different, much more accessible way? Do we just know what's going on now because of the way that our world works? Or is this something that's always been going on and we just haven't heard about it before?
1: Uh, you would have to think that this didn't just emerge in the last couple of years. Uh, I think we're just knowing about it now. Uh, and it's because of the accessibility of information and the electronic trails that that leaves behind. Mm.
0: So what does this mean for Alberta politics moving forward? I mean, what's the, what does the landscape look like? What do they do with Well, this?
1: I mean, you, you're, you're dealing with the fate of Jonathan Dennis himself, right? So he's got the contempt charge mm-hmm. uh, from one case. I would imagine an investigation by both the Law Society and the Calgary Police over his use, of David Wallace against the Smith. Smith. Uh, but what does this say about politics as a whole? And we've, we've also saw, you know, Thomas Dang with the NDP,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, trying to hack into the health records of the sure, premier. Sure.
0: Well-intentioned we apparently.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure. He, yeah. you,
0: uh-huh.
1: Let's see how, how well that goes over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Singh, another UCP MLA had his offices, um, search by the, uh, the RCMP in the middle of the 2019 election over the kamikaze issue. So there's a lot of bubbling around, uh, in, in here. So it's not just the fate of Dennis, but it could well be the fate of the Kennedy the government. And uh, this is leading to, well, there's voting going on right now around the leadership review. And one of the issues is, uh, about the the leadership style of of Jason Kenney. and this fits right into it. If you don't like the rules, we'll
0: just change the
1: rules. Um, and you know if you don't like a story, intimidate a journalist.
0: It sets a really disturbing precedent. Doesn't it? The story has so many different angles and layers that you can tease apart and and kind of look at in all of these different directions, which is what makes it so interesting and and makes it a big conversation. Duane. I know that we could probably well. It's almost
1: like it's straight out of movies, Mm -hmm. right? Where you you have these backroom operatives and you bring in some guy to to solve a problem for you. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, only a little scarier when it's actually real life. It's uh, it's much better yeah, than it's exactly. entertainment. Okay, Dwayne, I know we could keep going, but that's all the time that I have with you this morning. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to get your perspective.
1: Okay, you're welcome, Chelsea.
0: Take care.